You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. Monday, 23 January, Chinese New Year yesterday. This means the Shanghai market is closed all week. I'm Simon Brown coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb studios in Houghton, Johannesburg. On the show today, chatting with Nukunza, want to touch on that Mr. Price trading update. Karoo uh, CEO Zach Callisto on results as they hit record subscribers. And Robin from Purenbrook from the World Trade Center Association. Opportunities for African trade and investment. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines for MoneyWeb SA faces two more years of power outages. That's according to the ESCOM chair. Uh, And then the president says he wants ESCOM to suspend its power price increase for later this year. Those two don't add up. Business day, Reserve Bank expected to lift rates by another half a percent. Uh, This is the repo rate remains below the 7.2% inflation number, makes negative rates in real terms, according to Saab. Morning markets, US was green on Friday, S&P up 1.9%, NASDAQ up 2.9%. Asia's green, uh, with Sydney up a tenth of a percent and Tokyo up 1.1%. Commodities mostly green, gold $1,951 an ounce, Brent $87.23, Platinum $1,055, Palladium Zero Red $1,740, Rand $1,707, Bitcoin $21,700, Tencent, uh, Hang Seng is closed until Wednesday because of the Chinese New Year. Top 40 opening call, looking for a 500-point green open. That's a little over two-thirds of a percent. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Tuning now with uh, Nick Kunza from Sunlam Private Wealth. Nick, appreciate the early morning time. We, we, we're getting tr- uh, uh, retailer updates coming through. We've had Woolies. We'll probably get ShopRite and a couple of others this week. The big one Friday was Mr. Price. Um, and market didn't like it. I mean, Studio 88 did great, the new acquisition. But there was a otherwise largely weakness in that update. Yeah, morning, Simon. Yeah, in general, uh, just a reminder that the consumer in South Africa yes, certainly appears to be to be stretched, to say the least. Uh, Mr. Price normally doesn't disappoint, but in this particular case, it did. Um, as you touched on there, core divisions, uh, that studio data was okay. But in general, on a whole, you know, net sales down. Uh, most of the sales that they managed to, to get were on promotions, according mm-hmm. to the small print. So really, you know, the consumer looking very stretched at the moment in South Africa. Yeah, that, that apparel excluding Studio 88, mm. only up 2.2%. And does this bode? I mean, can we then look at this and say, you know what, food, we've got to eat, but clothing, maybe not. And that the consumer pressure we're really going to see coming through in the Fashinis and Trubas perhaps as well. Yeah, I agree with you. Certainly in the near term, uh, I think the consumer's not going to be going out, especially straight after Christmas and buying more goods. <laughs> so that, that I think you can say that. You know, Fushini Group, Markham Sports Scene owners, uh, you know, the other the owners of Corycraft as well, certainly are going to be a little bit uh, uh, concerned with the consumer. But we know we've got the Reserve Bank um, next week, uh, this week, Simon. Yeah. You know, this this might be the last ratchet up in the, in the in the interest rate cycle. So maybe there's a pause and maybe we get a little bit of a tick up in consumer spending towards the 
of the year. But I do think in the near term, uh, th- this particular space uh, looks like one to to avoid or certainly just uh, sit on your hands for now. You, you mentioned uh, Reserve Bank there and, of course, uh, mm. the Fed uh, next week, Wednesday as well, which is inflation, which brings me to gold, 1,950. Yeah. I mean, you and I have spoken a lot about gold. Neither of us are really gold bulls, but sometimes you need to earn some gold. Yeah, I'm not again. Yeah, I'm not a gold bug, but um, you know, I'm certainly starting to understand why there could be a necessity to have a little bit of gold in a, in a client portfolio at the moment, especially if you look at real rates in the states. Uh, and if there's a if there's a pause in, in in central banks around the world, so we'll see the Fed next week, uh, our own Saab this week, mm-hmm. uh, and a couple of others, and it might certainly be the time where you know if you look at also also the just to ratchet on to the, the the central banks yeah um central banks mean net buyers of gold i mean the largest in decades <laughs> so um they're certainly putting their their sort of money where the mouth is so i certainly think gold might might retest the old highs could do could do and we're both old enough to remember when central banks were sellers mm. gordon brown selling at what 250 dollars an yeah. ounce we'll leave it there nick kunz sunline private wealth appreciate the early morning time and that's our question today on our linkedin and twitter clothing retailers we've chatted a lot about food retailers we have to eat but maybe we've already got a shirt a pair of pants or whatever the case may be clothing is do you think there's value in mr price have your vote have your say linkedin and twitter hear that Nothing. Your money can do more when it blocks out the noise, as hard as it is these days. When you invest in the Standler Balanced Cautious Fund, we manage the risks so that you can see stable inflation-beating returns through market cycles. Invest with more certainty at standlib.com forward slash more. Standlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Chatting now with uh, Zach Callista, CEO of Carew. Uh, results out for uh, nine month, for the period uh, quarter ending September, rather. Zach, appreciate the uh, early morning. Uh, good growth in subscribers. Really good growth. Uh, record number of subscribers for the business, and the majority of that growth and the results saying actually coming from 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 business. Yes, uh, thank you very much, Simon. You know, we had a very good uh, 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 third quarter, uh, uh, you know, in terms of subscriber growth and the amount of uh, business customers that were acquired. Is, is, is that businesses expanding? Is that you picking up a, a, a market share or is it uh, maybe a bit of a combination? And even I'm just thinking businesses that per- perhaps previously simply weren't, weren't using slash aware of, of the benefits. Um, in actual fact, in this third quarter, for the first time, we saw a lot of customers, uh, specifically in South Africa, mm. switching to us from the, the existing uh, service providers. Uh, so we saw quite a lot of that, uh, of customers switching to us. Uh, but having said that, in uh, most the other markets, it's customers that are, have, have had no service provider and uh, they've now uh, opted uh, to, uh, to, to get a service provider. In, in, in the, the consumer space, are, are we seeing vehicle sales pick up? Because we, we, I mean, I've chatted with you before. One of the issues has been uh, uh, chip shortages, which meant less vehicles being produced, which meant simply less vehicles coming onto the roads. Are you seeing that sort of starting to normalize? Um, you know, I haven't got deep, uh, mm-hmm. uh, deep uh, vision and visibility into the production line, 
but uh, there's certainly more vehicles being sold now than there were in the last two years. So that is starting to pick up. I'm not sure if it's normalized yet, and I'm not certain when it would uh, normalize either. In, in, in terms of, again, with the consumer, I mean, consumer, you, you mentioned that in South Africa, you're actually, p- people are switching across uh, uh, to, to, to car track in, in the business space. In the consumer space, I mean, do we see consumers sort of hang on to their tracking device? I mean, it's a security device. It's often an, an insurance and perhaps maybe a little more price sensitive, but certainly not taking a tracker out. Yeah, so we saw in the first quarter of this year, we had a very weak demand uh, from consumers as uh, we started to see inflation. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think also what's happened is, uh, unfortunately, the crime rate has gone up significantly in South Africa, and that's also driving demand. Talking uh, switch to, to to Europe, you're operating in a, in a couple of European countries already: Poland, Portugal, Spain, amongst them. Um, plans for 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 moving into into new markets, or you're still focusing your time on, on those couple of new entrants? I think in the in the countries we're in, there's a huge opportunity uh, untapped, and uh, what we've done in the last uh, two quarters is increase sales uh, and marketing staff uh, to uh, to try and you know uh, get uh, stronger momentum in those markets. But I think by FY24, we'll be moving into new markets. The new markets, I mean, how do you pick them? I mean, I'm imagining there are existing players already in those markets. Do you look for ones with lower penetration, perhaps? Um, Is is it a price issue or is it that you come in with your service? And I'm thinking particularly in the corporate space with your software as a service. Uh, I think, uh, first of all, uh, Europe remains still uh, with low penetration rates. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, in terms of our value proposition, I think it's quite strong. Uh, in the markets we are in Europe, we certainly are winning, and I believe in the markets that will enter. If uh, you know, we should be able to do well once we're there for two, three years and build our brand. But we have got quite a strong brand in Europe, and a lot of the customers in new markets are existing customers that we currently have that will just service them, the the multinationals that operate uh. throughout Europe. I got you, I got you. So you, you almost move into a country and you've already, in a sense, got some customers. You've got to sign them and the like. And yeah. I imagine a lot of Europe is more about that data, more about that software as a service, and perhaps less about, you know, in South Africa, the vehicle track is very much about tracking it post a, a theft. Yeah, well, you know, outside South Africa, our whole market is commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've got few or little or, you know, for all intents and purposes, we can actually say we've got no consumers as customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all business. So it's, whereas in South Africa, uh, our market split 50% is consumers and 50% is businesses. We'll leave that there. Zach Callisto uh, Group CEO at Carew. Talking numbers, that was for the quarter ending September. Zach, appreciate the early morning insights. If seagulls were harder dars who could afford to retire to the coast, What kind of bird would you be? Would you soar over the savannah or chase summer around the globe? You see, even when you stop working, your money won't. When you invest in Stanlib's fixed income funds, you can retire earning a regular income off your investments. Invest for more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money.
I'm chatting with Robin from Painbrook, uh, Executive Director, Business Development for the World Trade Center Association. Robin, appreciate your time today. Uh, 2022, and no one, no one disagrees that it was a tough year. A lot of glumness out there. Uh, a, a lot of folks feeling despondent about it, um, and particularly when we look at at, at, at some of the activity in, in in the continent here in Africa. I suppose kick off some of the lessons, perhaps, that we could take away from from last year that might give us some hope. Well, thank you, Simon, for, for, for having me and for your question uh, and, and that you framed the question as what can give us hope. Um, that's, that's always um, always good. I, I think last year was another year of, of many disruptions, I think, of, of great uncertainty. And I, I like to call it also the year of, of wake-up calls mm-hmm. and um, where people wake up to a reality that they may have uh, ignored to to recognize and 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 let's tie that to your your notion about hope because uh, when you wake up to reality you have to start finding solutions and um, this is you know we, we're all aware of of the, the crises going on in the world but this is tied to a food crisis right this mm-hmm. is tied to a health crisis and um, let's take as an example just put the food crisis in in, in an African continental context where it turns out that. Um, you know, the, the continent is, is dependent on on one country for 30% of its uh, maize uh, imports. Uh, that, that 30 million metric tons of food is stuck because of a blockade in the Black Sea and cannot be shipped to African consumers. I think these are all real wake-up calls um, for countries, for businesses to say, well, we, we, we have to find solutions here. We, we, we can't just be constantly ad- addressing basically problems that we haven't caused. And, and that, I think, is my main takeaway from last year, that whether it's from an environmental perspective, from a health perspective, from a food perspective, that there's been many wake-up calls around the world uh, um, about how we have uh, ourselves uh, organized. I, I take your point on that, and, and, and certainly wake-up calls, challenges, those, of course, then come into, into opportunities, and, and they're not necessarily going to be easy or quick, but it, it's kind of, a, and if we stay with the food example, it, it's reimagining and saying, well, how can we do this different? And the short answer is, we can. It, it might not happen overnight, but we absolutely can. Oh, oh, yes, abs- absolutely, and, and there are already examples in, in, uh, within Africa where, uh, I believe in, in, in Ethiopia, for example, where... Um, there's been investment made uh, with, with certain crops and seeding in the past, let's say, uh, three to five years, mm-hmm. uh, turning in, in almost an, a net exporter in, in certain grain products, um, which, which means it is, it is achievable, it is possible. And the, the big puzzle, I think, that's now being uh, uh, worked on is how like, countries in Africa are now looking at each other for trade and for business. And I think that is a result, direct result of this wake-up call. Um, and the... the Africa continental free trade area that infrastructure sort of is coming into place to to make that to make that happen to at least put with the framework in place but of course there's a lot of other things that need to happen before um, you know to facilitate actual more trade between countries in, in Africa um, but I do see that regionalization of trades in Africa absolutely happening now. You say lots still to happen. I mean, is, is that sort of on the ground uh, uh, and, and, and businesses and, and, and corporates needing to, to think differently? Is it a legislative issue? Is, is it an infrastructure issue or perhaps a bit of all? Well, it's a good question. It's, it's uh, definitely uh, all of the above, right? Um, so having a framework in place is one thing. But then there's, I think, I'd like to call it like five pieces of infrastructure that, that are necessary to, mm-hmm. to, to make that happen. It all starts, of course, with uh, political will, 
important. There has to be a continued political will to to make this happen and uh, to to make choices and to implement uh, decisions. So I think that is that is um, when we look at customs, for example, uh, trading between nations means you have to have different customs arrangements to to facilitate that trade. And uh, countries tend to you know have a hard time stepping back from from certain uh, level of taxation. So political will to to get it done is one thing. Um, another one is of course the the let's say the physical infrastructure itself. Right. right? This is roads, bridges. Um, a lot of trade within Africa is is still happening through maritime routes. So the need to build that critical physical infrastructure is one thing, and and also a, a, a digital uh, infrastructure. Right, make sure the, the the broadband that type of interconnectivity uh, also exists. Um, but on top of that, there's the energy question because if you talk about more industrialization, uh, more homegrown production within Africa that that used to you know used to come with a higher demand for energy. And then the question is, where will this energy come from? Uh, will this be renewable? And if some countries can become a net exporter, how do you get the, the electricity from one place to another? So are those interconnectors uh, in place? Uh, and, and that's, again, a, a core piece of, of, of infrastructure. Um, another element is access to finance. Yeah. Because um, if, if, if uh, it, it, it is still a main challenge in in many places in Africa, both for households and for businesses, to 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 get access to finance, and ninety uh, percent, I believe, of companies on the continent are small and medium enterprises, and very few of them actually make it to a larger company. So, if you need to start a company or want to grow your company, you need access to uh, to capital to finance, um, and 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 to stimulate homegrown production, it, companies need to be able to grow. So, I think again, a, a critical component. And a fifth one is one actually where we come in with with our organization is there's also as I like to call it a piece of infrastructure is the 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 presence of of business networks because businesses now still then need to start finding each other and mm-hmm. and create those networks where they can you know find partners and find buyers and sellers and so so that is what we are actually at the WTCA an, an international trade association and our mandate is to facilitate and to promote international trade. And we have around 300 plus World Trade Centers in, in almost 100 countries. And it's that interconnectivity as a business network that really is, is very powerful. And that's that's what we're focusing on also this year in Africa. Um, and I'm not sure if you have picked up on it, but we're hosting our General Assembly in yes. Accra in Ghana this year uh, with that purpose of bringing uh, business delegations from all around the world uh, to Accra. Uh, but this is a pan-African event. And we want to show as many companies as we can from around the world, um, you know, the African business context. So so I give you a long answer to your <laughs> maybe to your question. Uh, you asked about, you know, the, the, the politics of it and the infrastructure. But I think it's, it's both. But then broken down in, in five uh, five components, I would say. But I like the answer. And some of it's complex and some of it's just as simple as, as, as you end off there. It, it, it's networking, you know, and it, it might be going to Accra to, 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 to your conference. It might just be that engaging and, and finding each other, which is an equally important part and, and, and gives us hope in a sense. We'll leave it there. That's Robin from uh, Prainbrook. Uh, he is Executive Director of Business Development for the World Trade Center Association. Robin, appreciate the time. That's it for today. Remember, have your vote, have your say, Twitter and LinkedIn. Those Mr. Price results, are they are they offering some value? Or is clothing retail generally perhaps a space to stay away from for now? The show is brought to you by Stanlib. 
Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning, the MoneyWeb website and the app 6.30am podcast just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie Nobochle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their early morning. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. We'll chat again tomorrow, getting your kids to save and invest. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7am on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.